Yeah. You're welcome. Excellent intro. And I'm going to be reading from the big book on page 27. Um, it starts, the doctor said, you have the mind of a chronic alcoholic. I have never seen one case recover where that state of mind existed to the extent that it does in you. Our friend felt as though the gates of hell had closed on him with a clang. He said to the doctor, is there no exception? Yes, replied the doctor, there is. Exceptions to cases such as yours have been occurring since early times. Here and there, once in a while, alcoholics have had what are called vital spiritual experiences. To me, these occurrences are phenomena. They appear to be in the nature of huge emotional displacements and rearrangements. Ideas, emotions, and attitudes, which were once the guiding forces of the lives of these men, are suddenly cast to one side, and a completely new set of conceptions and motives begin to dominate them. In fact, I have been trying to produce some such emotional rearrangement within you. With many individuals, the, the methods which I employed are successful, but I have never been successful with an alcoholic of your description. Upon hearing this, our friend was somewhat relieved for he reflected that after all, he was a good church member. This, however, was destroyed by the doctors telling him that while his religious convictions were very good, in his case, they did not spell the necessary vital spiritual experience. Here was the terrible dilemma in which our friend found himself when he had the extraordinary experience, which as we have already told you, made him a free man. How about that, Paul? Thanks, Mickey. You're uh, welcome. Thanks, it's nice to see everybody. What AA, I feel, has done is formatted these uh, nonspecific, very sudden uh, occurrences that would change a person seemingly at all at once. Uh, it, in the arena of active alcoholism, that just wasn't enough. A few, not the many, where many need what the few have. So I feel the AA way may not be as sudden, sometimes quickly, sometimes slowly, but it works to bring about the same effect that may have suddenly brought about. And a lot of times people who have that sudden thing sort of flip out because uh, their daily life hasn't, isn't able to uh, be flexible enough to fit itself around that sudden thing. And that could lead into its own little dilemmas. But I think many of us are better suited for the, the slow, you know, sometimes quickly, sometimes slowly, so that we don't get overwhelmed by that sudden shift and that we can sort of uh, better come to our senses in a segmented, segmented way.
that's my feeling even in like in zen and stuff they have uh they have sudden enlightenment and then they have some they have other things so many of us have had sudden recognitions that were fucked and then stuff like that but i felt uh without a way of life that sudden recognition could be overwhelmed by uh life <laughs> yeah so aa has been incredible it 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 uh it sees how things have worked and it's made it uh quite open and make it much more available to many many others and so yeah that's why aa is the first step it's it's linear because there's effects that grow you into the position where something that happens maybe to certain people suddenly can actually sort of grip the road of your life by uh, the way it was built, so to speak. So, uh, you know, the first step leads into the second step and third second to the third step. And many of us have tried to do a ninth step when we we're at the first step and it didn't really work out because we weren't in the spirit of really what the ninth step is, which is the spirit of an amend, not trying to feel better about ourselves. So um, yeah, this is a, a great reading. Unfortunately though, which is they tried to, uh, when Bill W talked about his sudden light experience, they saw that where the problem resides, the head made that a problem for a lot of people. and and uh, exiled a lot of people's idea of possibly getting this because it wasn't a light- Some financial things that you have concerns about. Write down like getting- Yeah, something, yeah. So the idea of uh, this sudden thing in in the spiritual in which they they tell you to go to, the spiritual uh, whatever experience, they also include the slower way, yeah? And this, they're not independently completely different. They're of the same nature, but sometimes quickly, sometimes slowly. But in both cases, there needs to be a way of life, I feel, yeah? A design for living, because what's going to happen, whatever condition you're in, life is going to continue. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> You know, after fireworks are done, there's July 5th. Yeah. So this is what happens. So I feel, um, yeah, thank you for the reading. That's how I see it right now. You know, Paul, um, as, as you were saying, probably in the next paragraph, it's described, we in our turn sought the same escape with all the desperation of drowning men. What seemed at first a flimsy reed has proved to be the loving and powerful hand of God. A new life has been given us, or if you prefer, a design for living that really works. Yes. In in my experience, I uh, I had one of those sudden events where I was struck sober, but it came with uh, it was accompanied by meeting a way of life that night, which was recovery. And I feel the sudden whack would have died on the vine if it wasn't uh, connected to a way of life to extend that miracle. And so, yeah, that's how it was for me. And people get confused, you know, in other groups, innocently people will talk about they had an awakening, let's say, we always joke, but we use, you know, they were walking through Walmart in the appliance section and they were just the regular Joe that they were. And then suddenly something fell off like a toaster and hit them in the head. And then suddenly they're in a completely different emotional, physical, mental state and, uh, and so on and so forth. And usually the story ends then, there. You don't know what happens in a few days, but 
So now people hear that and they want to get that experience with that result. So they start going to Walmart on Wednesday and walk through the appliance section back and forth and with the hopes that's and then if it doesn't work they'll have someone knock a toaster over and hit them in the head and uh and they you know other words the head hearing the message and basically aa presents it as a broad highway the head wants to narrow it completely and when it when it hears about a sudden event it uses that to exclude you from that possibility because you haven't had the sudden sudden event yeah it's just one of the main main these moves aren't unusual self defeats us and that defeat has patterns and it's not an infinite pattern it's a finite pattern yeah it does certain things and you can start expecting it to do them in recovery the point is the effect they had when you weren't in recovery, because you're in recovery, that effect doesn't come to pass. Yeah. The false evidence is seen as false evidence before it appears real to us. So, yeah. It's just a lovely thing if you see it, because of course these random things happened. But I remember I shared the other day, I was in a, used to speak at a church. And they had this huge Bible on this stand. And one night I went by it and I decided to look at it because it's turned to a page and it was turned to a psalm, which is in the Old Testament. And the psalm was basically bitching about the winos. What the, there was nothing we can do about these people. So, uh, you know, we, uh, uh, you know, that net had to be cast a little farther. And uh, we have a way of life to produce an effect, which is the 12 steps. And what their effect is, is to produce a spiritual awakening, sort of like the sudden shift in emotion and personality. So the 12 steps are for that purpose. Yeah. After having a spiritual awakening, now we're going to adopt the agenda of a, of a community of recovered alcoholics, which, which is to practice these principles in our affairs and to help other people achieve sobriety, yeah? So this is basically the whole enchilada in a way is to have this personality shift. And instead of leaving it up to a random uh, possibility, they formatted it, which is incredible, yeah? Yeah, it's incredible. It's sort of like taking a, a, a unique, let's say miraculous experience and then making it, available to others yeah either in a quick or a slow way i think it's just mind-boggling it really is it's sort of like when you take a just i'm just just blown away by it because uh, in recovery just being sober goes a long way not drinking a day at a time yeah and because this is a subjective experience. You can't tell the mountains from the molehills from an outside observation, yeah? But I'm sure just stopping drinking produces a lot of relief, at least in the external pressures, hopefully, yeah? And then if someone has that interest and inclination, they can start looking at the underlying causes and conditions. But now they're not like wreaking havoc in people's lives as much or in their own. That's great. Shit, that's unbelievable, really. Yeah, so uh, the point is, in my, this last week or so, because of, I just uh, want to keep proclaiming there is a solution, yeah? And instead of trying to paint a solution from our problem, well, let's just have it revelatory. There is a solution, yeah? And it may have nothing to do with the problem. It may not look like harm reduction or, or okay, we gotta just fucking accept this shit. Yeah, maybe you can have, reach a point like today that the problem does not exist for you. That is a freaking statement of, a, I believe, 
a solution that's worthy of the name solution, yeah? So that it totally takes the effect of the problem out of the equation for a day, that's unbelievable to me. Especially how influential alcoholism and addiction and shit is, especially when not treated, to, to arrive at a condition where the problem does not exist for you a lot of days, I mean, what more do you want, really? Yeah, I mean, do you want to demand a bigger, better, quicker miracle? Yeah, so, yeah. I don't want to walk around, at, you know, every day and have having 50 different specialists to call for 50 different adjuncts of the same problem. You know, I don't want to have the divine proctologist number. I don't want to have the fucking, the, you know, the police. You know, I'd rather just travel lighter with it. And to me, the recovery is about not starting drinking, really. You just never start again. So the shit of all how to deal with it is academic, like it says in We Agnostic, I think. They say, well, if you weren't drinking, this would all be academic. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. I love to study AA. I love it to be academic because I'm living the effects of recovery. I'm great. I am incredibly great. I'll go to book seminars. I don't, but I would go to book seminars and let, let's get to the meaning of every period in comma. Yeah, let's, it's, an, it's a very interesting academic topic. Yeah, I like it to stay that way. <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> That's not starting. <laughs> what am I gonna do if I start drinking? like we all do. What am I good do when, if I don't start drinking? There's infinite possibilities, bro. <laughs> what do I do if I do drink? Well, there's not that infinite possibilities. They have just shrunk, really shrunk completely. What do I do if I don't start drinking? Man, go ahead. Yeah. Take your shots and see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... Don't you don't feel the difference? Jesus, Jesus Christ. How much does your possibilities narrow down after you drink? It gets pretty fucking small. Yeah. <laughs> your imagination is just like just cutting the it just can't even all it can imagine is worse aspects of hell and at that point. That's no fun. Imagination is painful when you're an active addict and alcoholic. It is. It's one of the things you're trying to get out of. You imagine that the disease captured in, capturing the imagination makes you know hell realms, and you're not even there. Before you don't, you're probably going to end up in that hell realm, but you're feeling the hell realm when you're not even close to it <laughs> with the addiction. The beauty is recovery allows that imagination to sort of be seated differently and shit grows out of those possibilities, you know? Maybe it would be possible I could make a, a living doing this thing. And then you find that you can make a living doing this thing. And maybe what you're doing needs other people. So now you're providing a livelihood to other people doing this thing. Yes, it's just one out of a zillion examples. How many zillion examples do you have of after drinking? <laughs> <laughs> it just narrows the whole fucking thing down yeah the lens is so big if you don't start it's so huge yeah maybe you'll be helping people who have started drinking you're going you're not starting is going to be put to great use yeah yeah so Hmm. The head, the problem resides in the mind. The mind has a lens that it looks through right now, which is called self-centeredness. Yeah. We're extreme versions of a mind looking through self-centeredness, like a looking through a an aperture that's really, really small and also has blinders on it. Yeah. 
So there's this big world that gets stuffed so it can come right through this little very fine point and pertain to me all day. Yeah. That's like you got tons of water trying to go through a very small hole. You're going to flood the place. Yeah. But right before that is mind, not with added, uh, you know, addiction, not with self-centeredness to that extremeness. And that mind is bringing its line, largeness through the small aperture called us. And then it completely opens up. Yeah. And I've seen the miracles of people. I remember this guy I met at a meeting. He had a big black eye and shit. After the meeting, he talked to me, asked me to be a sponsor. I said, I will if you tell me how you got that black eye. He says, all right. I robbed my roommates. And to make it look like it was someone else, I hit myself with an iron. I said, all right. You, you definitely qualify for this situation. Now, this kid, this guy... He was estranged from his wife and kid. She has had, uh, you know, restraints on him, you know, a restraining order. Yeah. He didn't have a pot to piss in. He's getting kicked out of that apartment because they knew he fucking took all their money, <laughs> black guy or not, because they knew he was an addict. All this. And of course, you could try to concentrate on all the problems he was, but the real solution would be go to a meeting. Really, that would be the best advice you could give him. And there he was. And then I watched him being his sponsor. I watched him come out of this thing. And if you asked him, I said, what is it that you could hope for concerning your situation with your kid? I could hope maybe, just maybe, I'll get a chance to see her like every once in a while, once a month or something. So, okay, he gets a job at the, at the uh, men's shelter as a cook, sober. He now gets the right to see his daughter, but it has to be with a sheriff and his wife there for like an hour a week. Yes, keeps going. Now he gets a, a, he gets a promotion at the shelter. And now he gets to see his kid for an hour just with the sheriff, not with his ex-wife. Okay, keeps going. He's now going to be now is now like counseling some of the people at the men's shelter. Okay. Goes it, he gets to see his kid without any of them, sheriff nor wife. Yes. Whammo. Now he starts to get his kid for weekends. Now he and then finally he ends up a vice president of this little men's shelter. This was like two years. He gets the custody of his daughter meets another woman and has another baby. Isn't that incredible? I watched it all. Like I wasn't there every second so I could see it actually clearer. You know, I'd see him every other week or whatever. And his life just bump, 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 open fucking up. And remember what they used to tell you when you came in? They would say, write down what you can hope for if, if you get to be a year sober. And they would, and your sponsor would hold that paper. And when you and when he you got to a year, he'd show it to you. And how small you could dream at, at that point. You had been so freaking narrowed down. It was incredibly small that what you could dream through that fucking hole. Yeah. And yet you could see that life in sobriety had treated you so much better than you could have ever imagined. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, these are tactile examples you feel it you see people's face change in recovery you do you see a lot of shit and then when they go back out i had a guy i worked with he was in a uh he was from a certain section of the city we have a sort of they look all the same they're called the sunset he was one of these guys tough dude went through fourth and fifth and everything had a couple years sober years later i'm driving through the city and you come, there was this road where there would be, you'd be underneath an overpass and people would come stop and try to wash your windows. Yeah. So here I'm driving and some guy jumps in front of my car and it's him. And he went back out and he looked like a rabid wolf. You know, he, he fell under the influence of crystal meth. 
And I pulled over recognizing him and we went behind one of the columns and he started to cry and whatever. It was a moving fucking thing, yeah? But that thing had taken him over again, yeah? And now his possibilities were rather fucking small. And he needed, and the only way they go, were going to enlarge was recovery, the only way. He wasn't gonna take a trip to Tibet and be in a cave and have that moment. He was fucking just struggling to make it through a day. Yeah, there you go. What happens? You can't, him, no matter how close the aperture is, if you come into this program, it's going to open up again. And there'll be new possibilities. And maybe the possibilities is you're okay. You don't have to work hard to earn something. You deserve it. Yeah, you deserve to fucking have some food and a place to sleep. Yeah, and some clothing. It's not like this punishment that you feel you deserve is bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm all for it, man. I'm all for it. You don't look, you see through something that makes everything seem small because that makes you really big. Yeah. It's not your eyes, it's what you're looking through. If you're looking through active addiction, there ain't going to be much there. If you're looking in recovery, it'll open up. Yeah. So, yeah. Thanks, uh, Mickey. Thanks, Paul. Anybody have a question for Paul or a comment? Care to share? Share to care? Looks like everybody's cured today, Paul. Fantastic, yeah. <laughs> the out, magic help, has worked. Go out and help somebody else, yeah. yeah. You bet. Yeah. Ah, here's Rich. Rich here, rich now. I could say that for everybody. Yes. <laughs> hey, Paul. Yes. Uh, yeah, just a quick question. I had something happen to me about seven years ago, and it were not quite like what you talked about, about struck sober. I got struck by a wall of grief, and it seemed to, it kind of like, it overwhelmed all my ego defenses. It was it too much for me, and it and it broke my heart, which... Sounds really sad, but actually it was beautiful because it broke open and then all the bullshit just stopped tonight. It was almost like overnight I went from a man-child to a man, just like that. Um, it was amazing. And this went on for a couple of months. Um, I met someone and it was, wasn't like before, it was very grown up and it was very... It was as it was as it's meant to be. Would because uh, I, I can describe it. It was beautiful. But then, as soon as I got into a relationship, started to close and close and close and close until I hate to use that word. It's a horrible description, but yeah, I basically feel like that man child again. Everything's closed up. I lost the girl, um, and I'm back where I was seven years ago with a kind of. I don't know the best way to describe it, either suffering, it's not pain, because pain's real, it's head suffering, and it's like a pregnant grief that never gives birth to anything. Um, I just, I think I just want to, to feel all them, to feel all that pain, to feel everything I've lost again, and to, again, grow up like I did before. Um, I've, and I feel I'm, I'm a bit more ready for it now. Seven years ago, I was very early in recovery. Um, and suddenly I had all this, at that time I would describe it as power. Um, I don't think I was ready for it and I was scared of it. Um, and I kind of scared it away almost. And I don't know if I feel more ready now and I just, I don't know what to do to just sort of, expedite the process i just keep saying you know higher power um just you know let's go let's do this um what do you want me to do 
what do I do? Oh, I'll go with it. And I'm just sort of, I'm just lost. Just lost. Well, obviously. I'm not expecting you to solve that, but yeah. Any, any thoughts? So let me just say one thing, Rich, and then we can start other things. So maybe that power is already answered. It's what you're doing now. I don't mean this meeting, but what you're doing today. So, you know, this is the point. We we ask for something, but then we have a, a we already have an idea of how we think it's going to look. And then we miss that what you're doing or going through today may be that which you're asking for. Yeah. Maybe this is some part of it without you knowing it. Yeah. So this is where we trust the process. Because the process is being delivered by something we can't really comprehend, can we? No. No. All and I'm doing is just making the, I'm using my recovery contacts, doing recovery work, and just making literally the next right decision, trying to keep ego just in my head, all that ranting and carrying on and, and just doing the next right proper thing by myself, by my ex-partner, by my children, who obviously come first and everyone's all there you go. suffer. so you're gonna you're learning that you can face life successfully i am doing but it's yeah i the suffering just seems so there's all the suffering in my head it just seems so pointless so pointless well you can always put you have service with your kids and then this that point what you think is pointless is has value especially when you share it with others, just like you did. So what you shared, I could see people's it affecting people in this Zoom. So it's not pointless at all. Yeah, you have to remember, we truly in one way don't know what's going on or how things are being used. And so trust the process isn't just uh, one aspect of it that we think we understand, but the whole thing. And a lot of it is we don't know, yeah? But you have to have enough sense that you've been in good hands and the effects in the past have been pretty damn cool that you can just not, you know, you can calm down while you're laying on the operating table, not agitated as much, yeah? So you're in a... Remember when you came in, I, for me, it was like I was into instant gratification, you know, so shooting coke was pretty fast way to get the hit of cocaine. You know, it would, wouldn't take, it would take like half a second till it hit the heart and the brain. It wasn't a very weight. And so I had, when I got introduced to AA and they, they said, you know, this is a process in a way. And the idea of beginning, middle, and end lost me. I didn't want, I wanted the end right now at the beginning, yeah? And so then I just started doing what they suggested and I got lost in the middle. I lost interest in the end and having uh, opinions about what outcome I wanted. I just, just realized this whole thing is a never-ending process in a way, yeah? Yeah, so... And remember, when you're really in anything like that's too much for you, service is the key. And it gives you some relief. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that's just, so true. Just hold tight. You know, the, the, the roller coaster doesn't have an infinite amount of turns. And, you know, you're going to get through and there's going to be a clear, nice, ex exhilarating patch. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 35 years, I've gone through a lot of these these uh things and to you start knowing how to maintain the like the toyota yeah you can't tune up the toyota engine like a a, a maserati it won't work yeah so you get to you get to find out what actually works for you and then uh you just put to more use yeah and so this sadness is going to have great value for you and others really yeah, yeah. I hope so. Thank you. I just wanted to yeah. just lastly say that without yeah, I it's it's hard to sort of put into words, but 
I do feel like the universe kind of keeps giving me like, or higher power, whatever you want to call it, keeps giving me little hints like, I'm here, I'm right here, I'm watching, and it's hard to sort of ex explain, but like um, like in a film where you have plot points and you go, that's an obvious plot points, I kind of see the plot points a little bit, but yeah, it's yeah. trust don't come easy for me, but it does keep seeming to go, okay, you still got the trust, here's another hint, and yeah, so thank you. Yeah, it's sort of like when you see time, Tom Hacks Hanks, you know there's going to be a good ending. <laughs> I'll look out for him. You know what I mean? If he shows up in the movie, it's it's not going to be a horror at the end. It's going to probably everything will work out. <laughs> so you start seeing, hey, I saw him in the other movie. That was great. <laughs> I must be in a great movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm happy to meet you, Rich, and yes. And Thank you. And don't you. dismiss it with philosophy. Don't dismiss it with a philosophy. Just feel it and get the help when needed. If you need to talk to somebody or go out and, you know, work at a soup kitchen or whatever, or take your kids for a longer walk, whatever. Just, just pick up what you need as you go along. Yeah, yeah. This This event isn't based on uh how many utensils you didn't need to use yes it's just when you need something pick it up there's a lot of skillful means in recovery yeah the great thing about skillful means is when you don't need them yeah so because you use them in the past <laughs> skillful means bring about the the uh their value goes goes down when you use them, yeah, because they bring you to a, a condition change, and therefore you don't need those skillful means. Yeah, yeah. So, but thanks, thanks for sharing, Rich. Thanks, Rich. Thanks, Paul. I don't see any other hands right now, Paul. Well, we can end also. It's nothing. Yeah. But you never know who's going to walk in by 8, 20, 11.27. Ah. Yes. So. Kurt has come remember that? into remember that? If you were a meeting with two people and you've heard each other's story many times, you're in a little rural area. And the hope is we got to stay open for that hour because you don't know if someone's going to come in at the last 59th minute. Yeah. <laughs> you bet. Yeah. That's happened a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't want the place to be closed. So we'll just stare loving, lovingly at each other. How's that? That's perfect. That's going to motivate a, a virtual hand coming up. <laughs> well, so Kurt's, Kurt's up here. Oh, all right. It's all right, Kurt. Yeah. Come on in, bro. Hey, Kurt Alcoholic. Thanks, Paul. And um, Mickey, thanks for that reading. Um, it's really interesting. We were having this conversation the other day, and I think this is, you know, corresponds to your message, you know, like when you say you're not going to get it, you know, like there's a part in the book that says hoping against hope. And I think, you know, that was, you know, I'd say it like this in the first 43 pages of the big book. They're not trying to give you hope. They're trying to, they're trying to crush a delusion, which is hopeless. It was for me. I mean, when I saw what I was really up against, you know, my the way I interpret it was, and after I drank after 19 years was, you know, my sponsor said, I said, you know, I was managing my life with my ego's interpretation of spiritual principles and didn't even know it. You know, it was like, you know, we've said it before and here it was kind of rusty handcuffs and then gold ones, but they were still handcuffs. There was no freedom. And and so that, you know, your message is always, you know, being convinced that self manifests in various ways what defeated us. And, you know, I've, I've talked to a lot of people and we've had this conversation where my problem was I was identified as that 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 condition, you know, yeah. and didn't. And I didn't know it. I it wasn't like I did something wrong. 
because I'd had revelatory experiences before, but what interpreted those revelatory experiences was the mental condition. You know, and and that that just threw me back into the loop again. And uh, I just think it's great what you said to Rich, because I mean, there's a thing in Al-Anon, they say evolution of maturation towards wholeness. Like you, you have these awakenings, but like you said, if we don't have a, a way to integrate this into a daily reprieve, well, I was fucked. I was just totally fucked. And that, that's why I drank again. So that was a complete gift, like Rich said. That was a complete gift. And uh, I don't know. I just, I enjoy this meeting. I enjoy the energy in this meeting and the feel and, and just want to thank you. Glad to have you back. Thank you. I want to go off on that too. You see, there's certain things, let's say you do a ceremony or something like ayahuasca or something like that. And that ceremony, they try to create a, a setting and everything and something happens. So, but it doesn't seem to happen until you go to the next ceremony. You got to do it again and again, you see, and some things because of time have difficulty integrating in your daily life and now there's you have to go to a certain temple or a certain mountain or a cliff to try to get that sense again yeah all the while being concerned that you're not in that sense while you're going through your daily things yeah so the head can use the solution and make it a problem really literally and so this is more of a broad highway where it may not look uh the part for an experience of freedom to be occurring but you get the great relief of having to have certain situations and circumstances to, to be able to recognize that enjoying peace of mind or freedom it's much nicer to realize dog shit awareness in a way. And basically, no matter what state you're in, you're in a prior state. Yes. And all the all the bells and whistles of a of an after state usually don't have the ability to extend in all of the other shenanigans that can happen during a day. <laughs> yeah. I mean, literally. So, <laughs> see, even when, remember when you were younger, I don't know if you did it, but LSD and then mescaline and shit like that, a lot of it had to do with the setting, yeah? You didn't want to do it, let's say, in uh, Times Square, Manhattan. It would probably not have been a wise thing or going to a gory horror trilogy. For some, it may work. Yeah, the setting had a lot to do with uh, the uh, experience, let's say. In this case, we're getting, we're becoming like all-terrain vehicles. So, <laughs> yeah, we can, we can travel lighter through a, a lot of different conditions, you know? Like certain tires can travel lighter through one condition, but they're, they're, they're terribly slow in another condition, but we are getting, we can travel lighter through a lot of conditions. Yes. Because of the dog shit awareness of it all. It's not dressed up and it's not special. Just like you saw someone when you were younger dressed up and special, it was fucking Easter. Yeah. Or Sunday because they were going to church. Yeah. You see, there was a little, there's a weird thing of infrequency when it's special. This is about a, a, a condition that is there special or not. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I feel, I had tons of experiences, tons of them. Drug experiences, spiritual, if you want to call them spiritual experiences, tons of them. Uh, a lot of them do not adapt well to going back to work as an accountant or something. It just doesn't, it doesn't, it's, you're not gonna put on the incense in the office and shit. It's just not gonna work. So this has got a, a much more uh, 
Yeah, it just gives you, it's not based on setting and circumstances, which is great because, you know, setting and circumstances, a lot of people do good in, in a controlled environment, but then there's disadvantages of a controlled environment. Like I was in a controlled environment called Delancey Street, and they used to put out these brochures to get other fucking poor customers that their success rate was 98 something percent, but you had to read the fine print. You could never leave Delancey Street. Yeah. So if, if the situation was so controlled, you would, you could be sort of stable, something very fragile and precarious, but changing the circumstances, the fragility and the precariousness would express. Yes. It wouldn't work. This is something else, you know, I feel. This isn't about, all right, the lights are low. I have the candles on. I can smell the incense. I can enjoy peace of mind. No, it's you can enjoy peace of mind without the lights and the candles. It's nice. I mean, I like lights and candles, but it's not. That condition of peace of mind isn't based on your external conditions as much. Yeah. You don't want to be homeless and shit like that, but you don't need to have, you know, uh, fucking, what's that late, that Irish lady singer who used to go off on something. I don't know. <laughs> you don't need that. Yeah. For it to, to provoke this thing. You are that. Yeah. I think it's cool. So, yeah. But so I get, I get it. I get it. I get that whole thing. And uh, that's why we emphasize, do you think, believe I'm thinking about self all day? No, I'm not. We try to emphasize it. To be honest, I do not believe there's any real nouns in this place. I believe self is, is an imagining of listening to selfing. So when the head is listening to selfing a lot, it imagines a self. Yeah, I don't believe there's a self. I don't. Yeah. So I don't believe there's a self that has defeated us, but I do believe we've been defeated by an intense listening to selfing. Yeah. So both verbings, listening is a verb and selfing is a verb. The defeat of the verb of selfing is given a noun name, but I, in a way that's also defeating because it sounds like it has reached being a thing and now is really going to be a fucking thing in your life. I don't believe it's ever, there's a thing there. I don't humbly, but because we're speaking on a platform like this, we talk of self and this and that try to paint a big picture so that you get it, you know, a sense that it's not you. So when you look at the, you know, the uh, wanted poster in the, at the post office, you don't keep calling it you, it's self. Yeah, self is what has defeated us. But it's truly an, uh, an abject faith or interest in selfing, really, I feel. Yeah? Doesn't matter, but it, in a way it does. So we're speaking because of AA, we use the terminology AA has. Self, but I don't believe there's a self, I don't. I believe there's an activity that implies we're a doer, a thinker, a feeler, a taster, and a toucher, and it does it quite a lot. And then when it riffs, all the riffing is to reinforce that one theme. I believe that. And if you're, if the attention and interest, which is the basic you in this life, is up in that mental realm, it's easy to imagine that you're a thing, obviously because it's constantly being repeated and reinforced all day. And not only you can imagine, you're taking yourself to be a thing. And now you're caught by self, yes? And now what happens? When self is a thing, you want to get out of that thing. Now, would you have that same mistaken drive, which it is mistaken, to try to get out of an imaginary thing is a mistake, yeah? Would you have that drive to get out of selfing? No, you wouldn't. Yeah, you would see selfing as a finite activity. There would be no need to get out of it. Like, I've got to get out of what? It just went. It's not there. 
But see, but once it's a thing, then you want to get out of that thing, but as that thing. So we get caught in self can't get out of self. <clears throat> now, selfing, you don't get out of selfing. There's just not listening to it as much. You're hearing it, but you're not following its directions, which really cripples it, to tell you the truth. It may drive you crazy, but at least you're not getting a 10-year prison sentence. Yeah. Yeah. So, and if you just, if the listing just is brought down a little by recognizing it's not about you, yeah, you'll get an immunity to it. Yeah, and there won't be this drive, I got to get out of self. No, you don't see selfing, you don't see you're in. It's just happening. It's, a, it's an activity, yeah? The self is the in and out, really. That's what gets us, I truly believe, humbly, the underlying. So, and a lot of people are dealing with self as a noun. It's already become a thing which is them. And that's why it's so difficult to wrestle really. Yeah. But if you see it in the, in the mental state of selfing, yeah. What? So what? The head is selfing. You'll get used to it. You will, because that's what it does. Yeah. It's like, instead of the whole square, it's one part of the zoom, one square to the right. And you never really respond to its virtual hand, which is always going up. Yeah. It just, <laughs> just doing his thing you just fucking mute it and then there you go you got the rest of the zoom to be engaged with yeah the squares i mean yeah that's sort of a feeling about it yeah but that's you know, another, I, yeah. I was up in, in iowa and this guy came up to me and he said you said you could be free from the bondage yourself and i said yeah and and i said the problem is is what you think that means and what it means is totally different. What you think that means is it's never going to happen again. And I said, and basically said, but what that means is you see it for what it is and then you lose interest in it or there's a loss of interest in it. It's not that it just stops across the board. It's almost comical sometimes. You just kind of hear it and you go, oh my God, like it's, it's, yes. It, the other analogy I use is, is it's like when I came, came to believe that Santa Claus didn't exist, I didn't have to go back three days later and remind myself. It was done. It was a done yeah. deal. That's right. See, the thing is with the self, self once will try to get out of self. That's its most uh, basic drive. Yeah. Now, Selfing doesn't have that dualistic projection. Selfing is an activity, yeah, that we give life to or not, yeah, whatever that we is. And I'm not saying it's self. What we are is like an awake audience of no one that's watching this whole thing. And that some of the activity in the head is attempting to manufacture consent that its idea of what's happening is what's happening, but it doesn't have any light to project that. So it talks to us as the light to shed, to give our light to that. Yeah. And then something occurs where you give your light to that. And then you, there's a seeming forgetting that you were somewhere else. And now you're in the machinery fueling it. And one of the greatest ways of fueling it is trying to get out of it as it. So self getting out of self is big, is big S-E-F-L-F. -F. <laughs> that's a big aspect of it. Yeah. So that has to be disarmed in a way. Yeah. And when, the, because it gains relevance by having all this seeming power to fuck you and obstruct you and stop you from entering the world of light. All that's bullshit. That's all made up. Yeah. When it loses relevance, that's what really fucking flips it out. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it does. Yeah. It's much easier to see it as selfing and deal with it there than a, a thing that's occurred and it's actually representing you called self. That's a much bigger fucking fish. Yeah. Yeah. So the head is selfing. That's where the problem resides. 
The head is selfing. Yeah. You're not doing it, but you're hearing it. And you may be listening to it. And if that's the case, we give life to it. Yeah. It's our attention that it uses to start paying attention to all this other shit. <laughs> it doesn't have any attention in and of itself. It doesn't. It doesn't exist but by us. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. But as, as seeing it as the problem, you want to paint it with like kindergarten uh, crayons. You want to make it very broad so there's a recognition, hey, I may not be that. Now, what may be saying that has been claimed by self, so <laughs> the self, but it doesn't matter. See the problem as not you. There's going to be a loss of interest in it. Seriously. Yeah. And uh, see where that takes you. And it may take, it may open up other windows and doors and just walk through, trust the process. Yeah. So, this is just the rantings of an old man now. Just, yeah. It's not important until it is. What's important is, is to fucking enjoy the sobriety that you may be in right now. Yeah. Sobriety is not meant to be a new problem. It's meant to relieve you of a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Mickey, Thanks. anyone else? And if you're in the selfing, come to the non-duality talks because there's more of a, they're more appropriate under that banner in a sense. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't want to wear tuxedo, you know, a tuxedo to a keg party. Yes, it's a, <laughs> yeah. You want to sort of be appropriate for the situation. <laughs> There's a glory in just being sober. Seriously, can you imagine how much shits off your back? Jesus Christ. And if you don't believe you can get better, you have thousands of examples. And some of the greatest examples are people you don't even like. They're still doing great. Yeah. It's fantastic. We're talking about some joys from the seeing the underlying circumstances and situations, the conditions of the exact nature of the wrong. Yeah. Because some of us have that itch. You know, going to a 4th of July picnic isn't going to do it. We need a little, we need to look long deeper in a sense so all right doesn't mean looking shallow is is worse or better it just is yeah 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 i mean i would have loved if i could have just been okay playing softball and eating a, too many hot dogs but i would probably have dwelled on what a bad person i was eating all those hot dogs for a couple of fucking days yeah, and the the sock, you know, softball only goes six innings or something. It's not enough distraction. The fucking head would be on me for the next few days. <laughs> I need relief. <laughs> My hobbies aren't doing it. <laughs> Yeah, it's great. Nice to see you, Kurt, and everybody. I'm so happy to have this opportunity regularly to spend time with everyone. And uh, you don't know how much value you give me. You know, it's plenty. Yeah. I mean, what the message is great, but it's even greater when shared. Yeah, that's my feeling. Yeah. All right. Anyone else uh, who's ever running the show? Bill, Bill Churchman. Uh, there, there are no more hands up right now, Paul. All right. Well, I think it's time we we. Uh, yeah, I'm hoping everyone has a good day. We have a. Talk on Saturday at 1 p.m. Pacific time. We're going to have a live one at the house here. Uh, Amelia's birthday was yesterday and people are coming to visit. 
and we'll have the Zoom as usual. And so happy everyone's doing well today. And if you're not, just trust the process. You will be. So, okay. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. Bye-bye. Thank you, Paul. You're welcome. Thanks, Paul. See you, everyone. Yeah, Cheers, you. Paul. See you later. See ya. Thank Bye. you. Bye. Thanks, everybody. Thanks. That is nice. Single file. Thanks, Thanks, Thanks Bill, for Don't running the show. You're welcome, Mickey. It was a team effort. Oh, it's lovely.